pump up the jams. Pump it up. Get the body pumping. Now your knees are jumping. I think That's those are the words. Unenthusiastic and confused rendition of that song I've ever heard. Oh, uh, what do you mean? I, I thought it was with a lot of enthusiasm. You, are you not ready to pump up the jams, Tom Parry? Is that what not what we do on this podcast every I week? Think, I, pump... I think you've got you've to bring it a bit more, Matt, to, to excite okay. me. I'll look into that then, Tom. There's a lot to talk about today, so hopefully something will excite you. Maybe murder! It's Tom and Matt Attack. Let me repeat myself. There's been a murder! I don't even know Oof. that's from, but it's embedded in my head in a Scottish accent. There's been accent. a murder, yeah. yeah. That also rings a bell with me, but I can't think why. I don't... I. It's in something. It must be, because it is embedded in my brain. I've probably said it to you 1,700 yeah. times also. Well, you, you know, I'm not really a fan of murder mysteries. I fucking love a good murder mystery. Oh, I know you I, do. I know I'm you actually do. Actually, reading Agatha Christie's uh, Murder in the Muse short story collection as we speak. I find them a bit similar. Um, the, yeah, they are somewhat honest. formulaic. Uh, yeah. you, you can get very good murder mysteries. You yeah, can also no, get. Experience good ones. It's just, I couldn't like watch them all the time. Do you know what I mean? No. Every, every once in a blue moon. But there's so many of them on television. Yeah. Uh, and I know they're really popular. But they just don't quite uh, do it I, for I me. get you. I, I honestly right. So we we've talked about this a lot on Tom and Matt's Attack. Um, endings are hard. Sometimes people don't stick the ending on a murder mystery, and as is the case often with horror, in my experience, sometimes yeah. you can set up a very intriguing idea, but then you, it's it's just that it's just an idea when it mm. actually comes to like constructing a story around that sometimes it feels a bit forced and i will say mm. agatha christie in producing something like 96 different novels Mm. i think i'm gonna fact check myself on that but some of her stories a aren't written particularly amazingly at times because she's clearly just going through the motions she's got to repeat herself at yeah, some point but also just like some of it it's just like okay we're going to set up Poirot Poirot's going to go into the scene people are going to confuse him with being French she's going to tell them that he's from Belgium um, then something's going to happen in the third act and you're like okay this is a red herring and then it turns out that the murder is something you could never have guessed the entire way through the movie because it was an obfuscated fact. And it's just like, that's really shit. When Agatha Christie is firing on all cylinders, they are clearly presenting the facts to you. And there's clearly enough of a mystery around it and the murkiness of what's going on that you're not sure which one is the thread you should be following mentally to try and figure out who the murderer is. Mm -hmm. But usually with a murder mystery, it's like, oh my God, what happened to you? And yeah, it's that like the last episode will be revealing... Oh, surprise, this character who's absolutely shown no motive or anything towards murdering anyone has been manipulating everything in the background and you haven't seen that. And I think that's just really lazy storytelling. Mm, mm. Yeah, I guess the good ones make you think. Uh, but sometimes I'm not always in the mood to to think. In fact, <laughs> what I've been watching recently, I watched Rampage with uh, Dwayne Johnson recently. Oh, really? 
Uh, and I've I watched uh, Twister, and yeah. I watched uh, Godzilla nineteen ninety seven. Wow. And uh, yeah, we've seen a few. Uh, Jurassic World. No, not yeah. Jurassic World Dominion, and uh, these are all. I feel like it was a similar sort of ballpark. The Hollywood. Yeah action disaster monster films and we also watched uh, the lost world jurassic park as well okay. so i've been in the mood for that kind of thing i'll Aww. say all those films are, you know fairly uh, just slightly above average i'd say good effects in these Tom. films entertaining i will say twister is amazing though uh, twister is a good film uh, i've heard <laughs> nothing but bad things about the new jurassic park you know what? I found it entertaining. I could see the flaws in the film. I could see yeah. this is so far removed from what Jurassic Park originally was. But action and dinosaurs and enough sort of nostalgic throwbacks sort of ticked my yeah. boxes. And I, and I I walked away feeling entertained. Okay. Um, it's, it's It's a much better film than... I also watched... This isn't kind of related to what I was just chatting about, but uh, I watch Morbius, and I would say don't. No one needs to. Ever oh, watch I Morbius. I watch Morbius. It's one of the worst films I've seen in a long it, time. It is. It's so formulaic, and uh, it made me angry that a film like that with such a dumb story um, could actually get made. I say, this, I say this to you film. in the nicest possible way. You've made me watch much worse movies than Morbius, but Morbius is the worst film I've seen in a long Mo- time. Morbius is one of the worst mainstream Hollywood movies I've seen in a, in, a, in a very long time. I mean, yes, when you consider the... Pedigree's the wrong word, because I don't really think there's a really high bar being reached with a lot of the Marvel stuff either. When you consider, like, the Well, the compared budget, to Morbius. Uh, yeah, exactly. I mean, it is clearly, like, the lowest tier of any of, like... It the... just manages to scrape... It doesn't even manage... It is below average film. It's terrible. Because it, 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 it is... Yeah, it's terrible. I mean, it's not not to belabor the point because I actually wanted to quickly like use this as a springboard to talk about a very good movie that made me think a lot about video games. Oh right, okay. Morbius um, has not only a bad plot, uh, bad yes. pacing, but yes. it's clear that nobody bar Jared Leto wants to be in that movie. <laughs> well, I don't know. I think Matt Smith's performance is good. Oh, Matt Smith's it? performance is the most hammy Matt Smith performance yeah. I've seen in anything. And, and clearly I think just having actually fun. all the entertainment in that film came from his performance. Yeah, dialing it up to eleven. I've, <laughs> I've, I've learned from that movie that I think Matt Smith kind of has some of that chaotic actor energy. That um, oh shit, Nick Cage. No, yes, yes, Nick Cage, but. Uh, specifically, Commissioner Gordon. Commissioner, which Commissioner Gordon? <laughs> uh, in in the Bale movies, Gary Oldman, Gary Oldman Gary style Oldman. energy, because like oh, Gary right, Oldman yes. just okay. like in Leon is just all over the place. Well, to be compared to Gary Oldman, that's high praise. I mean, it is. I, to be fair, I, I as much as I like Matt Smith, I do think Gary Oldman's probably objectively a better actor. Yeah, I but... just think Matt Smith needs to be in. I don't know. I haven't just see, seen all the stuff he's been in, but I like to see him in more films because he's he's got it. I I think so. I, I so, like Matt same. Smith. Can't we said about Jared Leto? Well, I don't Jared think that's Leto's... a very dull performance. And I mean, sometimes it seems like he's trying a little bit. He but is. Other times he's that's, just. Uh... That's the terrible thing about it, right? <laughs> He's a, like I said, Matt Smith's just there, like chewing the scenery, just like throwing out lines, just being completely ridiculous because it's clearly yeah. a bad movie. 
that he's getting paid a lot of money to be in. Yeah, I'm sure he But, is. like, Jared Leto probably locked himself on an island for, like, seven months and learned about vampire bats because he's a method actor. Well, like... do you know what I heard? I heard he, you know, to sort of get into the mind of the character, he was walking around on crutches all the time. Yeah, um, and at, at one point he was supposed to be in a wheelchair, but it became so cumbersome that the director gave him crutches and was like, oh, he's not that, he's not that. Um, I, I, I heard he had to be given a wheelchair because he was taking so long to go to the, the oh, toilet okay, with the, the crutches. Yeah. They, they ended up giving him a wheelchair so they could get him to Interesting. <laughs> I, I, give, I, give him, uh, take shorter breaks because he was... <laughs> I thought he was the other way around. Hobbling okay, around that, everywhere, that apparently. Sense. That makes sense. Yeah. God. <laughs> oh, and what an unbearable performance it is. Hey Tom, you know. Yeah, let's you know move a, on from that. That stinks. Yeah. That's, you know, it's yeah. a great action movie, and actually, a segue to talk about video games because right. it go, is. Go a, on. We need to. Yeah. Well, how many minutes in? We haven't mentioned video we're, games. We're I don't think. In. And I mean, at to all. be fair, I'm going to drag it out a bit longer. I'm going to pull it in. <laughs> you know, it's been a month. People haven't been able to hear for us talking about video games. Um, yeah. And I, yeah. I just thought, you know, I'm going to talk about films a little bit more. John Wick Part Four, Tom Parry, mm. is return to form for John Wick. Is it? I've enjoyed them all. I didn't think they um, ever really dipped badly. I, I had felt that they were diminishing returns. Okay. I think well, it's sort of the same sort of thing. Yes, it is. <laughs> but John Wick Part 4 is probably the best one since the original, I would say. Wow, okay. Yeah. I have well, seen it's good it. that they managed to bring some new life into it. I, w- I went yesterday with my lovely lady wife Marta to the cinema to see it for a second time so I've seen John Wick Part 4 Round 2 mm. yesterday. I've heard it's long Um, Yeah it is because uh, there's a lot going on Um, mm. I am going to say semi-spoilers for John Wick for the next five minutes Oh because... well I've not seen it though Matthew No, What about me? I, it's, it's not real It's not real. Sp- okay fine I won't. I won't say spoilers then there are two scenes in particular in that movie that made me go, hot damn, I want to play the video game of this. One of Gee, them because it is one of them is because it's very reminiscent of Hotline Miami, and I was like, where's yeah. where's my modern Hotline Miami? Why haven't I been given a new Hotline Miami with updated graphics and nicer things in the last couple mm-hmm. of years? That was one thing about it. There's another mm. bit that I can only really describe to you as pl- as like a, f- a third-person shooter meets Frogger, and I want that okay. so <laughs> badly. I want that game so fucking badly, so much so that I've actually thought about, like, hmm, Epic's been talking a big game about these Fortnite creator tools. Could I create this scene? Could I cre- mm. recreate this sequence? So he's jumping from thing to thing while having a, a shootout. Oh, God. So, minor, minor spoiler, because John Wick shoots a lot of people. There's literally a scene where they are in live traffic in a busy intersection and there are cars going back and forth and there are people getting out of cars to try and kill him while there are other cars moving. And he's just shooting people through traffic. And people are just getting bounced off cars left and right because they're trying to dodge a bullet and then they accidentally clip a wing mirror. Oh, wow. Tour de force, Tom. I imagine that's very exciting. Perhaps we'll have to go and see that. But at two I, hours forty nine minutes. I mean, not. I mean, I'm sure the film's great, but wow, that is a, that is long in terms of. That's as long as Titanic, isn't it? Or... Keep, keeps up the pace, though. Tom. Yeah. And on on a second viewing, I was like, okay, we're moving from this to this to this. But like, as a cinematic tour de force of like an action film, I think you should see in a cinema. 
it it is it is definitely worth going to see in a cinema. I think it's okay. the first movie I've seen in a long time, bar maybe Top Gun Maverick, that I'm like, this is a cinematic experience. Okay, it's not as long as Titanic. Titanic three no. hours fourteen minutes, and it's incredibly engrossing and enjoyable throughout. Yes, so, um, exactly. Um, yeah. There's there's a lot going on, Tom. Um, you know, mm. everyone's performance in it is very good. I would argue yeah. some of the best action scenes I've seen in a film for a very long time. Um, it's got Donnie Yen in it. It does, and he is does fucking Donnie Yen get to spread his stuff to the fantastic. Okay, they get to use use him to his fullest potential. Yes, they okay. do. Despite, um, I'm not going to say anything because I didn't know oh, anything right. going into this movie. Yes, yeah. it is every performance in it is absolutely amazing. Yeah. Um, what's his face? Uh, Swedish actor who played it. Um, in oh, it's Skarsgård. Um, yeah, I can't. The other I, can't Skarsgård. I can't remember his first name. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Other He's Skarsgård. The he is the villain. Yeah. Mm. Um, shit. What's his name? Bill Skarsgård. Thank you. Right. Yes. Yeah. Um, Bill Skarsgård is the villain in it, who plays a character called the Marquis. Um, good though. Yeah, in most he, things. He's he's excellent in this. But yeah, yeah, my lovely lady wife was like, "Why couldn't they hire a French actor to play a French villain?" And I was like, "Because." It is trying to be an epic 80s action movie at parts. Mm. And, like, you know, um, Blinking Hans Gruber. Exactly. Nobody <laughs> nobody who's ever been in, an, like, an 80s, like, Die Hard or whatever has been the nationality, and that's what they're hinting at. And she's like, oh, that's kind of lost on me. I was like, I don't care, but that's what Oh, the South why. African bad guys in Lethal Weapon 2. This is literally what I said to her. I don't think any of them are. I don't think any of the people who say, dip... Oh, God. There's so many good lines in this movie, Tom. I want to talk okay. about them, but I won't. But like, uh, uh, there is we're a not line, a movie podcast. There is a line for me that is up there with diplomatic immunity. Bang, oh, bang, yes. bang. Yes, it's yes, just been you revoked. know it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> anyway, yeah. video games, Tom. Um, speaking, I just want to talk about movies. I know, I know, I yeah. know, but this is how it is. Okay, yeah. It's because Tom and I, you see, lovely people, uh, we're not, we're not. This isn't a performance. This is a profound friendship based on multimedia, mm. and we haven't talked to each other for a little while, and so this is why you get to, you know, you get to sit yeah. around the table with us. It's like yeah. you're there with yeah, us. Oh, you, yeah, you enjoy that. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, uh, Vigima Games. I'm gonna. Yeah. Before, I know there's a lot to talk about, but I would just like to briefly touch on something because okay. I I haven't given it the. Oh yeah, you've done the segue into yes, the Frogger game. I mean, I I did want to talk more about like films I'd like to see as video games, but okay. I'm like it's almost 15 minutes. We haven't talked about video games. There's not enough uh, games based on movies nowadays. Anyone? There I, aren't. I, there's there a lot of potential a, there. I did see that there is a John Wick game, but I know it isn't going to be the John Wick game. Though I did. I did see something that made me think that the studio, uh, that Sucker Punch, or the director of Ghost of Tsushima, was working on a John Wick game. Right. Uh, wasn't the other John Wick game developed by the guy who's done some of your favourites, like Thomas Was Alone and such? Wasn't it like a turn-based... Uh... Yes. Yeah, that developed... Who we interviewed? Uh, yes, um, Mike Bethel. Yeah. Isn't, isn't yes. he responsible for the, the John Wick game? He is right. So I'm I'm speaking out of turn. I'm glad I fact checked myself. So the guy who directed John Wick Four is making a Ghost of Tsushima game, which would be great. Uh, the gentleman's name is Chad uh, Stahelski. Uh, you mean film, not game? The, the making a film of Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, okay. So he's not making a John Wick game. Um, he's not making film, a. <laughs> 
Oh, sorry. Yeah, carry on. If Mike Bithell made a John Wick game, and I haven't played it, I'm going to be... Oh, it's John... It's Hex. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm sure that's him. Am I wrong? It is. You are correct. Um, It does... It's a, a tactical role-playing game. And it's been ported to consoles, I think. Goody. I'm going to have a look at that. Um, yeah, because you're in the John Wick mood. Oh, I'm def- I'm definitely in the John Wick mood. But again, I just want to play Murder Frogger. I'm sorry. It's just it's all I want. It's all I yeah. want now after seeing that movie. Murder oh. Frogger. Is, is that a tie-in to uh, something else you want to talk about? Um, no, it isn't, right? So You, you didn't I, play it, then? I didn't I didn't play Murder Frogger, I wish. I honestly... No, I, I mean have... the other, the Murder of Sight and the Hedgehog. Oh, yeah, so I could I could have said great there, you're right. See, I'm rusty on this. Yes, I did play a bit of uh, the surprise drop, uh, the free-to-play Steam yeah. game, The Murder of Sonic the Hedgehog. So this is a trend now, isn't it? April Fool's Day jokes now are real things. Yeah, but it came up before April Fool's Day. It came it the night before in the UK, yeah. Yeah, but like I saw the trailer and I made no connection to April Fools because alas, it was an April Fools' Day. Well, the setup for the trailer sort of seemed very much like an April Fools' joke, but then you think the effort that had gone into the actual game they were showing in the trailer seemed to go beyond uh, a joke. Yes, know? and it it certainly does. I've played uh, half an hour of what uh, How Long to Beat says is a two-hour experience. Um and it's, it's a very well put together visual novel with some quirky stuff going on in it. So, yeah, I Murder of Sonic the Hedgehog is something I would actually recommend. Tom, they finally looked and they said, right, Pat Boyle talks a big game about Sonic the Hedgehog. We finally got him to understand a little bit of it with Sonic Mania. We dropped Sonic the Dark Chronicles out there for him to like get hooked into this universe with an RPG and he said no. What if we threw a visual novel at him that had oh. elements of Phoenix Wright? Would that get him? Yes, Tom. That got him. I, well, I, that's it. You're, you're actually, by making a visual novel of Sonic, you're pulling in another audience, aren't you? Not just the Sonic fans, but the visual novel fans as well. You are. And like yeah. the interesting thing of it is, is it, it, it's definitely a visual novel. Um, it's got kind of a, as I mentioned, like a Phoenix Wrighty kind of, hey, you need to interrogate people and present them with evidence as why you think this is. I know that's been in other games like um, mm. Virtue's Last Reward and these kind of things. But it felt kind of, the tone of it and the fact that it is a murder mystery yeah. uh, it does kind of hint to that stuff um, in, a, in an interesting way. And it also has sections where you are playing kind of a, a keyboard based like runner of Sonic the Hedgehog um, it's kind of cool and it's, it's all very tongue in cheek it's all very like hey you like Sonic here's some more Sonic um, the Espio is there Vector is there um, Blaze the Cat is there wow um, yeah. and there, there's just like, like Sega references littered throughout it um so good. it's done with love and it's uh, good for a freebie. Yeah, I mean, definitely, yeah. like, production values are are definitely there for a free game. It's, it's very surprising. Um, mm. Have you have you indulged at all in it? No, no, no. I don't like visual novels, as you know, oh, Matthew. Tom Parrish, uh, it's, Son- it's Sonic the Hedgehog, and it's a very light visual novel. Yeah, yeah, it is. No, I haven't... I, well, to be fair, I haven't really got around to it yet. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I should check that out. Yeah, the the setup yeah. is a classic murder mystery. Uh, it is. But I've just said I don't, I don't like murder mysteries. Yeah, I know. I don't like visual, visual novels. novels. But I do so like Sight the Hedgehog. You do. <laughs> um, I mean, just think of it this way, Tom. Isn't it just an interactive version of Sonic the comic? 
if you really, really thought about it, because you're reading some yeah, characters. I don't have to click and think. Well, I have to think, I suppose, when you read. You anything. don't really have to think. It's very okay. straightforward. You have to click, then. You make you, choices. You do so. have to click. And yeah. as I mentioned, there are these sections where you are using a keyboard to play like a weird isometric sonic yes. running on a thing and you're collecting rings. Um, the game asks you multiple times, what would Sonic do? Uh, and mm. then you play these little sections where I'm like, I know the answer. Why do I need to play this small mini game? But I guess somewhere along the line, someone was like, there needs to be some kind of Sonic gameplay in this to tie it back. Otherwise, you're just making a visual novel. The sure, setup, sure. The, okay, yeah. Yeah, the setup's very basic. Um, it's Amy Rose's birthday. There is a... They've gone on this like experience train called the Miracle Line or something like that. And um, yeah, through there... Like Merge on the mystery. Orient Express. Exactly. Yeah. So you're generally speaking, in the point of the game I'm on, you're moving from car to car, talking to various Sonic characters and trying to piece together who murdered Sonic. <sighs> but I guess Sonic's not really dead. I don't know. I mean, he, they, they have left the suspicion because you, you play as a... A nameless uh, Sonic, like someone's first owner. Um, and first. Give, I've never give, heard that before. That have you never before. heard that before? No, that's that's the thing, Tom. Uh, you play as like a nameless Sonic character uh, that you give a name to. I called him Panic because he looked quite panicked. And that's looked, quite a good name for a Sonic character. I, I thought so too. Thank you yeah. very much. Make um, it canon. Exactly, make it canon. If if only we had the power. Um, so I I dropped. Um, what animal would he be? Panic. I mean, he's a he's a like I don't know what he is. I'm gonna drop you. Would he be a hedgehog shot. or would he be another animal? I I would think he's another animal. If I was to say something, he's kind of like an AI generated fox. <laughs> it's kind of how I would describe him. Um, okay. I dropped him in the Oh, chat. right. So it's, yes, yeah, predefined. He is yeah, predefined. Yeah. But if you, if you, outside this game, had the opportunity to introduce a character of Panic into a Sonic game, what animal would you pick if you had the freedom to choose? Mm. I mean, it would it would be a... I think it would be a meerkat. Okay. Oh, that's good. I like yeah, that. Panic the meerkat, the meerkat. yeah. yeah. I mean, Panic the meerkat. Oh, yeah. wow, this is perfect. There we go. I, I hope someone's listening who can... Because this is what I miss with Sonic games, introducing new characters. I know uh, maybe there was a lot at one point being introduced yeah. and then that, that, that sort of slowed down a little, but uh, let's, let's just pr- come up with some new ones. Yeah, exactly. Why not? <laughs> I always I used, to, used to enjoy that. Seeing I know, characters. I know. I mean, uh, long, long-time listeners will have seen your original Weird Cowboy hedgehog that you drew at one point while we were did, on this podcast and i posted I really? it on our twitter oh yeah you gosh, did i still totally forgotten about that i still have that illustration tom i will post it on our twitter feed oh gosh yeah uh, so so you enjoyed that you'd recommend that you can download it on steam yeah it's free it. is, that it? is that it steam epic store what any other no i think it is steam? just steam or at least steam was the first hit when i was searching for it because yeah. i was like oh god a is this going to be mac compatible What's yeah. my Steam logins because I don't use Steam. So it's often. not a browser based thing. It is it's not. It is a your... full on install yeah. based experience, Tom. It has right. music. It has, like I said, a lot of depth to it for something that is essentially an April Fool's joke. So I don't know. It is what it is. Yeah, it's very cool, strange. Though. I had no idea that that was coming. No, it's cool. <laughs> uh, yeah. What yeah. I, I, well. Great. I mean, I was going to segue uh, to the fact that I played a bit of Sonic Advance 2 um, recently, and uh, I I was reminded how much I like that game. I think it's uh, 
one of, one of, one of the, the, the best 2D Sonic games, and certainly the best one on the uh, Game Boy Advance out of the three, in my personal opinion. I think all three of them are good. Yeah, I actually like good. the Sonic Advance games. Um, I, I really enjoy when they introduce this sort of jump extension, you know, where you hold down R and press a direction, and you can either, off, off any spring, you can jump forward or jump higher yeah. than you normally would. And, and that mechanic, let's see that back in a 2D Sonic game, because it's incredibly satisfying. It would be nice. Yeah. So I did a bit of that, a bit of that on the, on, on the train. Uh, last time I was on the train journey, I, I uh, was playing a bit of Sonic Advance 2. Always yeah. a good one to return to that. I've been playing some other things as well. I, have you had time to sample the Resi 4 demo? I have. I played it this morning. Because it's short, isn't it? It's, I it was is. thinking when he said, oh, I'm going around playing it. Oh, don't worry. It's not going to take up too no, much time. No, it didn't. Um, the fir- to be fair, the first time I got murdered by the Chainsaw yeah. Man. So, so, oh. Same here. First yeah. time I played it, I didn't survive. Um, but the second time, I got up on a roof, kept kicking that ladder down yep. and keeping them at bay Yeah, with the, the shotgun at that. Yep, I did exactly the same yeah. thing. I adhered yeah. that apparently if you go up to that bell tower and you actually move into that room, the floor will fall through. Oh, yes. And you won't be able to get back up there. And so I enough time has passed that people are like, oh, well, if you just stand or you get up the ladder, it's fine. And I was like, okay, cool, I'm going to do that then. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I, I came away from that. At first I thought, oh, I don't know if I like this. Oh, I don't know if I like This is very stylistically more in line with the more recent Resident Evil games, yeah. which makes perfect sense. You know, yeah. it's trying to keep that same language, design language that we've seen since Resident Evil 7, really. And that's sort of been transplanted a little bit into these remakes of 2 and 3. Um, yeah, I would say so. Yeah, yeah not... so it carries on in that. But that's not necessarily a bad thing. Um but yeah, when I died as well, and that first time I played the demo, I thought, no, this is too hard. No, I don't like this. And and it's so stupid of me to, to do that sort of thing. Because yeah. it happens, if I don't have a good impression of a game, uh, the, the first my first impression of it, I do tend to walk away, which is not good. Because you know, I came back to Resident Evil 4, because I, I knew this had to be good. And, you know, it just took a while to adjust to it, I think. And I think the villagers uh, seem more aggressive than they did in the original Resident Evil 4. Yeah, I would say so. I, it um, definitely feels yeah. like a much more modern take on that in the same way that Resi 2 did. Like, Yeah, it's, it's less sort of, I would say to a point, Resi 4 sort of like a bit arcadey. In yes, a way. I mean, this definitely still has that, though. I kicked it a barrel that, and got but it also adds ammo. Layers. Yes, it does. Sorry, Matt. Yeah. No, it's just like some. I like that they've kept like the the old school game aesthetic here. Like, mm. I, I you still like kicking a barrel, this yellow. For oh no yeah, there's certain and, things yeah. I think think you could remove from Resident Evil Four because it would then feel too different. Yeah, you've got so. to have those little things. But it's in a, it's quite a. I mean, I've not played the full game, but from what the demo shows me, it seems like they they've achieved a good balance between. Um, re- reinvigorating it. Oh, knocked yeah. my mic. Sorry about that. And uh, <laughs> and uh, reinvigorating it, and also keeping that uh, uh, personality that was there in the original. Yeah, I think so. I I think mm. it definitely strikes that balance for me. I've been yeah. wanting to pick this game up, but as people will know from the last episode, I played a lot of Ishin, and like I want to mm. play more Ishin, and I haven't really mm. got around to it, and so I'm like. I should. I want to buy this game. I really want to play it again. It's something I think I'm going to get to in a couple of weeks because 
I was looking yesterday to see if I had a copy of Persona 4 Strikers physically. Mm. And I did. And I realised I was looking in this pile of games that's by the side of my by the side of the TV that needs to be sorted and stored. And I was like, oh shit, I've bought Live Alive and I still haven't played that game. I bought like Kirby and I barely scratched the surface this and I'm is, like, I've got loads of games, I don't need to buy any of them. This is Kirby in the Forgotten World. World. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I still like to play that. That's the thing with, with games, aren't they? They just take up so much time and I spend comparatively very little time playing video games yes yeah, I, I would certainly clarify myself as a casual gamer it's interesting when i was chatting to someone recently and i was talking about my game collection and i showed them a video i did did what yeah. years ago and they says and you, you you're you call yourself like casual gamer and yeah. it's like yes i play games very much casually but i i'm very interested in them and and uh yeah yeah. I watch a lot of videos about video games. <laughs> I mean, I don't even really do that anymore, if yeah. I'm totally honest, which is, I guess, why I've not really put out a biographic in a long time, is because I've kind of fallen mm. off the train of, like, doing that. Yeah. One but thing... I, I, yeah. yeah, go on. I, was, I think I've said it a million times no. about my sort of gaming habits. But. No, I actually, like, it, this is a this is a beautiful transition to something. Like, I we can... we can. Is there anything more to say about Resident Evil... Um, it's 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 good. Yeah, I I was impressed by the demo. It made me want to get it, but uh, yeah, I'm playing other things. It's 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 expensive. I'll wait for it to go down at least a tenner or so and yeah. pick it up later that's, on that's in the my year. Thoughts. I imagine. Like I'm not in a rush to play it. It definitely yeah. seems like a solid game. Yeah, I I'll get around to it. Like I still haven't played Resident Evil uh, Eight yet. I still haven't finished that. Like I got it out of the mm. library once and I no, I've, I I haven't. Uh, played I only I think I briefly mentioned I played the demo at one point. Yeah. The new demo with the third person thing and got a bit lost and then yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Um yeah, speak so speaking of things I got out of the library and speaking yes. of like games like videos about video games and stuff. Yeah. I got out of the library um the Atari fiftieth anniversary collection. Oh yes, I hear that's that's really nicely presented. It is incredible. It's like yeah. a digital museum of Atari stuff. Yeah. And I didn't, yeah. I did not expect it to be as wonderful as it is. To be honest with you, like I, mm. I, there are no other words to describe it. And like, I'm not a big fan of Atari stuff. If I well, totally probably honest. have no n- real nostalgia for it. I mean, I, I had a twenty six hundred. I just mm. at, even at the time. We had a Commodore 64, we had a 2600, we had an NES. And there was just something even then as a child about those games where I was like, I'd much prefer to play the Commodore or the the, the NES. There's just like, they felt old. And it again, it might have just been the games we had because we had a handful. We had Empire Strikes Back, which everyone's like, oh, it was so good. And I'm like, I, I didn't enjoy it as a kid. I had Super Empire Strikes Back, so I think that's probably my comparison in my head. Was like very difficult but very beautiful arcade style mm. platformer <clears throat> yeah. versus like very archaic game where you're trying to rope eighty eighty legs. Just didn't maybe as, as you get older, you, you appreciate actually what those games achieved with their I mean, limited technology and, I'm and sure how I would. They, they created the foundations for what we are enjoying now. Oh no, hundred percent. I'm sure yeah. if I go back to them, especially like after doing delving so far into the Game Boy for so long, that I'm sure I would look at them and go like, actually, there's something interesting here. Mm-hmm. But like, 
at the time as a child, like as a younger gamer, like there was a I had Miss Pac Man, which was okay. Uh I had Popeye, which was fine. Uh and we had uh Galga, which I think is probably the thing I played the most. Um Yeah. Well that but, makes sense. Yeah, but other than that, there was nothing really that's ever caught my eye like obviously i've played i've played adventure i've played like the big atari 2600 games like yars revenge and these kind of things that people talk about a lot i've spent plenty of time with previous atari collections yeah but i I had i had expected this to be more of the same you know i Mm. i knew it was by digital eclipse so i was expecting there to be a bit more to it than just the like hey here's all loads of the atari games you like pong well you can play some pong um It, it's a digital museum is the only way I can really describe it. Like, I have not actually played a game in it yet because ni- the, the the 45 minutes or whatever I spent with it this morning was essentially... The way the game has presented itself is it's in the eras of Atari mm. and how you then go into that is it, it is literally telling you the story of this company and the history of the video games they created... Uh, by use of interviews, uh, both mm. with um, ex-Atari staff and people within the video gaming industry. So, like, you've got... Um, oh, man. It, there's a lot of archive footage of Nolan Bushnell. He's not in it. Uh, but they've got... Uh, Al... Oh, my God. My... Names I won't be able to me. help you, I'm afraid, with with these names. No, it's okay. Um, Al Al Alcorn, um, the creator of Pong, talking about Pong, and then you've got um, like people from within that company, like uh, shit. What's the uh, Howard Scott Warshaw, and others who you know have been around Atari for a long time. Jeff Minter and these kind of people talking about oh, the stuff oh, yeah, they created. Um, mm. But then also like it. Occasionally, you will get an interview with someone like Cliff Blazinski or mm. a Tim Schafer or someone within the broader realm of video games and then talking about what these Atari games did for them as young creators and all this kind of stuff. Mm. It's really, really cool. That stuff is interspersed with lots of like archival imagery that's been scanned, so like Pong posters, Pong manuals... Um, like flyers for arcades, like trade magazines at the time that interviewed people. And then yeah. interspersed in between these, in the chronological order, are the video games themselves. So, like, you can watch old, like, 1960s, like, black and white in TV footage of interviews of Nolan Bushnell talking about how successful Pong has been and how they're hoping to produce 2,000 units by the end of the year and this kind of stuff. Mm. It's really fucking cool. And, like, even though I I don't think it, it is going to... Like, I went to the later years and I was like, I could play some Jaguar games. I could play Tempest 2000, but I've played Tempest 2000 on other things. Like, do I... I think playing it in the way they intend of, like, as a, hey, here's, like, a crash course on the history of Atari. Yeah. Is a really cool thing, and I would love to yeah. see more of this. Like, I know Digital Eclipse has done other, like collections of old games and done other historical things but like i really think that they've hit on something here that i'm like fuck i'd like i'd love one of these for more companies i'd love one yeah, of these I was for like the same. everything sega nintendo i mean uh, even just like the stuff that i don't really give a shit about like coleco and in television and yeah. stuff like i think if you presented those consoles to me in a way that 
you know, someone who doesn't has no nostalgia at all for those consoles, like, yeah, I've got a video pack, but like Magnavox, but like, I don't know the history of Magnavox, I don't know the history of ColecoVision, I don't know Intellivision. Yeah, it's more than the game, it's a history lesson. Exactly, if you if you yeah. did it in a way that wasn't just a, like, hey, here's all the Intellivision games, which I know I have, or ColecoVision games, I can't remember which one it is on the PS2, mm. I think there would be something there, I think that would be something interesting, like, I've got a million Namco Museum things, Gosh, yeah. but if you were to if you were to make a video game like this that contained all of that stuff... That'd be good, interview- Namco. Add yeah. interviews with the Japanese developers, but also, like, what would be really cool and something you don't really see a lot of is, like, talk, like show the people who brought Pac-Man and these games mm. to America, interview them, talk about the story of what it was like to, like, make arcade games in those early days and stuff. That'd be fascinating, yeah. It'd be super cool. I would love more of this. I really, I like... I had expected to put this in, kind of, like, play... There's like one or two Atari arcade games that have never been released before as part of this mm. collection, and I wanted to see that. I really am looking forward to opening this next week off, kind of like dipping in and out of this and enjoying some of the content that's there and playing some of the games and getting an opinion on Atari yeah. more so no, than I've already fantastic. had. fantastic. And that's available on pretty much everything, isn't yeah, it? It's on, it's yeah, it's on absolutely mm. everything. I'm playing it on yeah. the PS5. Um, is it even on the Switch, isn't it? Yeah, it is as on well, the Switch. Yeah. yeah, it's great. Cool. Honestly, like, I... I did not expect to put it in my PS5 this morning and speak so favourably about it, but like it's it's a beautiful thing. If you if you like Atari, even if you're an Atari skeptic like I am, I genuinely think it's worth giving a look. It's really yeah. cool. Yeah, that's something that's on my list of things to check out. If anything, absolutely. Even if you don't give a shit about Atari, even if you know everything there is to know, support it because I want to see more of this stuff. I yeah. want I want to yeah. see them get into like Japanese developers. I want to see them talk. About like the history of American yeah. or even British gaming, like I could. Well, they've shown now it works. You yeah, know, they can create something like that, and uh, yeah, well, why not apply it? I hope they get the opportunity to apply it to some other uh, developers or yeah. publishers. Or, I hope so. Yeah, it's fantastic. rad. I really, I really enjoyed it. Uh, that's really fantastic. Uh, shall we move on and talk about the eShops, the closure of the 3DS and Wii U eShops? We should. I, I feel there's been a real uh, emphasis uh, on the social media and stuff like this is this is huge. And, well, it's not really huge in the grand scheme of things. These shops have been around for quite some time now. And it was inevitable they were going to close at some point. Um, this this mad scramble for games and such, you know. I, I feel like Nintendo have got to benefit from, from, from that, really, because... It was only in the last few days of that I guess the lives of these two that people really seem to put an emphasis on on you know making purchases and such. They must have seen a massive increase I'm in sure. sales in those stores, which I imagine has been dormant f- for, for quite some time. time. Yeah, I imagine. So, so in a way, it's sort of like um, it works as a good business. If you're shut in a store, it can be very good for for business in in the short term. I'm sure. I'm sure it is. Yeah, I'm not distraught about it like some people seem to be. That's just what I wanted to. Hey to, man, to point like out. as yeah. as someone who didn't purchase a lot of like WiiWare titles and DSiWare yeah. that I kind of wish I could go back and play, having the option to purchase some of this stuff would have been really nice to continue. Mm. Like as as some people have pointed out now, with the closure of this shop. I think like seventy five percent of the Pokemon generations currently aren't available for purchase anywhere. Like you literally can't buy mm. like most of the Pokemon back catalogue anymore. 
Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, that there were like the Fire Emblem games were very well regarded. You can't purchase them. Like, there's lots of stuff that I feel is amiss and like is a bit sad. A lot of that well, stuff yeah, though, is... also got physical releases, and I'm just like, yeah. okay, I'm sure that I'm sure those prices will rise now. Unfortunately, as a result of this. But I, I... We feel, I feel like we need a more evergreen solution to this. Yes. Because how Nintendo have operated um, with these consoles in particular, it, and the Wii before that, yeah. is they exist in their own time. Yes, they do. And once we move out of that, then 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 the games that they've made available then you know become unavailable. Yes. And if only these sort of things could be carried over to Nintendo's latest uh, rendition of their shop. Because a lot of these things, you know, with, with the help of emulators and such, and most of the, a lot of them are already emulated. We're talking about the Virtual Console games. Yeah. There's some things, though, which are sort of tied to the system for their functionality. And uh, 3DS games in particular. And to, to a lesser extent, Wii, Wii U games. Those games, I can understand why they might not be available after the death of these systems. Yeah. In particular, um, I, I picked up uh, some of the Sega 3D games that I hadn't got. Yeah. Which I got really it. are a, a unique experience uh, to that console. Uh, Streets of Rage I picked up. I also picked Streets of Rage 2, Afterburner 2, and Space Harrier, ones I didn't have. Yeah. Uh, oh, I Echo the Dolphin as well. Previously, I've got Outrun and... Uh, Fantasy Zone? Yeah, I got Fantasy Zone. No, I don't know if Fantasy Zone's on there, actually. Might be. No, actually, I don't think I have Fantasy Zone. I'm getting confused with the Sega Ages on the Switch there. But I picked up the ones I really wanted. Um, Hang On as well, which I had previously. But, yeah, those were things I felt like, well, these are things that probably won't be made available again unless Nintendo suddenly go back to creating. But I think feel like... um, we're out of that uh, reality where people will make 3D films or games for, for home consumption. <laughs> hey, man, I went to see... What did I go Avatar? see? No, something that wasn't Avatar. I saw something in the IMAX recently and it was 3D and I was like, why the fuck are we doing this again? I don't mind 3D if it's done well. but uh, Yeah, it's... in film, I don't think it ever really proved itself to me no. that it was that it made much of a difference. No. But I will say the, the novelty of watching, I think it was Force Awakens in 3D at home on a 3D TV was particularly, uh, yeah, weird. Yeah. <laughs> no, not, not bad by any means. It's sort of like, it's quite, it's quite weird to have 3D in your home. Uh, but anyway, yeah, that's why you, and, and then the Wii U, you have a game like um, Affordable Space Adventure, which relies um, heavily on the interaction between the gamepad and the game. Yeah. Um, which could be done with another two-screen system, but currently with the Switch, we, we don't have that functionality. Nope. So, so uh, yeah, um, those games we're losing, but those games are very much tied to the consoles. I don't know what I'm on about now, Matt. You take over. No, it's okay. <laughs> I mean, like, for me... So I I had a, a bit of a mare. I don't know if you, you saw my tweet about this. I very rarely tweet these days. I I was looking for a fucking charger for my 3DS, mm. and I I was oh going, yes I was I literally had to like go into my crawl space in the attic and find the one I had in storage for the US yeah. 3DS I purchased at one point in time and like put it into a down uh, a 
a transformer and stuff to that get damn. it to charge. Because I couldn't find it, because despite me owning multiple 3DSs... Um, They've got different chargers. Every fucking console has a different fucking charger. <laughs> yeah, got... the, the connection to the system differs between the different Yeah, and it's insane. Yeah. They're like minor differences. Like the Wii U <laughs> and the 3DS charger... Like the Wii U gamepad and the 3DS charger yeah. could have been the same charger. But like uh-huh. one of them's slightly wider. And I'm like... Why the? Why did we put up with this for so long? I'm so glad Nintendo moved to USB C for the Switch because, like, I have, yeah, yeah, a universal I ha- solution, yeah, I have yeah, universal solutions. So I'm like, do I need to charge my Switch or do I need to charge my PS5 controller or do I need to charge my sister-in-law's phone? All of them can use the yeah. same charger. It's great. It's wonderful. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, for some reason, I couldn't find a charger. I eventually found one. So and I what, to power it up. What did you What did you pick up, say, on the 3DS so yourself? My main, the main reason that I fired it up was to get Pokemon um, transfer and bank, mm. because I still have some archaic dream in my head that one day I will sit down and I will transfer all of my Pokemon to Pokemon yeah. Home. And then I'll finally be able to like live that Pokemon dream of being able to uh, transfer stuff back. I have forth. to admit, I'm way past caring about that. <laughs> yeah, me too. Like honestly, yeah. I was before it, but I was like, well, I don't want to close the door on that just in no. case. No, no, I can see the value, the value in <clears throat> doing that, uh, but I don't know. I, I had a limited amount of money I wanted to spend during yeah. this period before the, the, the shutdown. Yeah. And I had to sort of prioritise there, which, which I thought was the most worthwhile purchases. Yeah. Even though a lot of those purchases are just 3D versions of games I already own different yeah. systems. Uh, I bought... I, and even, yeah, with, with the... Oh, God, I'll let you continue, sorry, about no, the, the 3DS. No, go on. Like, anything I mean, else other than Pokemon? I I was just going to say, like, I bought OutRun because I, I liked the 3D oh, version yeah. of OutRun. Oh, yeah, OutRun 3D, yeah, yours. great. Um, yeah. And I also picked up uh, the Phoenix Wright game that I didn't have, yeah. though I immediately regretted it because I was just like, well, they released the Phoenix Wright trilogy on the Switch. I'm sure that like Dual Destinies and this other one that I, the name escapes me must be getting a re-release soon. Like I can't imagine uh-huh. Capcom will be the, the company that says, like, oh, actually, we're never going to release these games again. Oh, what the mm. hell is it called? So we may the... even get DS games on Switch at some point, but sort of the screen real escape estate will be particularly small. Yeah, <laughs> not I... on the television at least. But... Oh man, I so annoying. I can't find. I suppose with 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 that idea, you could have the game on your TV and have the touch screen on your. No, you can't. No, you it, can't. The, the console it's... has to be in the yeah. Dock. The console has to be in the dock for it to be on the TV. So yeah. You cannot do that. I mean, that would be the the best way to do it, right? But yeah, mm. unfortunately, that isn't the case. Um, anyway, I, I picked up whichever Phoenix Wright game I have. I can't find the name of it. I was just like, I don't. This is the only entry into the series I do not own. Therefore, I will buy it, and so I did. Um, I I wanted to buy Pocket Card Jockey, and I fucking forgot to buy it, which is. Annoying. I don't think I'm familiar, unless you mentioned it before. Pocket Card Jockey is a horse racing game that I've heard nothing but good things about. Mm. Um, uh, unfortunately, Pocket Card Jockey is uh, only available on the 
on the 3DS. Um, well, actually, apparently, it's on the App Store. I didn't know this. Apparently, you can purchase it on Apple. It's by Game Freak. Um, ah, and it is a, it is a kind of a weird mashup between uh, solitaire and horse racing. And I've heard nothing but good things. I'm glad I didn't buy that now that I know that it's on well, Apple that, Arcade. There you go. Yeah, you have to do your research with this, don't you? Though it looks like it may um, only be on Apple Arcade only in the yeah. Japan shit. Oh. Mm, Pocket Card Jockey Ride On was released on Apple Arcade. Oh, God, I hope that is. I'm going to check. Yeah, it's certainly a shame some games that are only available digitally are no longer available. And that's, again, why it would be so nice to have a a shop that continued on to the next console format where you could still purchase these games. I'm I'm happy to tell you, Tom Parry, that as part of Apple Arcade, Pocket Card Jockey is available. Oh, good. Well, you can sleep easy. I'm so happy because honestly, (laughs) I I had I had put money on my switch. I'd merged those accounts. I was ready to buy it. I was like, oh shit! I need to quickly like I need to go eat some food, and I put it down and I forgot. That's all. That was one thing I was very pleased about that the money you put on on the switch can be used on both other stores because. It's considerably easier than the alternative of uh, buying uh, eShop cards or whatever you might yeah, exactly. want to do since they removed the functionality to make purchases directly with your card on those Yeah, I, d- I Oh, I actually, I was I was turning on the 3DS to get the name of it. I was like, I did buy something else. I bought Gum and Clive 1 and 2 because they were like next oh, to nothing. And okay. I bought Liberation Maiden because I yes I had that yeah yeah you had that and I played it on your thing and I was like I yeah. remember really enjoying that yeah. game and it's I, only I on feel, yeah I feel like I already had most of the stuff that I wanted and then if I was to do any more research I might just find too many things that I thought, oh I'd like to try that so I sort of to a point sort of steered clear I did get something called uh, Fiesta Siesta. Yeah. Which is interesting, side-scrolling, uh, what would you call it, breakout-type game, okay. where you bounce a ball off a bed and the screen's constantly scrolling to the right, and uh, you can power up the ball to break uh, different blocks. And, yeah, it works great with the touchscreen. Uh, it's a fun little game that I, I discovered uh, just before the eShop closure, you know, one of these many uh, videos that I'd seen on, of, on YouTube. Hey, these are the just, things you need to buy before the eShop Oh, you might be closes. interested in, in, in this on the eShop. But again, as I said before, I try to limit myself by watching, from watching too many of those sort of things because, yeah, it, it's it's dangerous in a way. It is. I mean, I, yeah. I saw the, the completionist had literally bought every single thing off of both stores. Which and... was crazy. Yeah. But I guess that's that's uh, the idea of they've got lots of money that they're working to the uh, idea they want to archive all this, don't they? The, uh, even if it's not even worth archiving. No. Well, I mean, certain stuff is obviously. like Certain stuff is only yeah, playable absolutely. in certain forms. Yeah. But like... <sighs> I would I would say like oh well I hope developers are actually taking the time to like archive this stuff properly now and whatever but like Ninja Gaiden is a good example of this where that game was made in the last fifteen years and they lost the source code and so they could only put out certain versions of it in Ninja mm. Gaiden collections so like yes. maybe not, it's not unheard of is it? no it isn't yes. unheard of that these games won't become playable and obviously like as you've said I doubt we're gonna ever get a three D console again so like the games that were three D will probably only ever be on the 3DS. We're probably not going to get a thing. I mean, to me, though, you know, like, my 
attitudes to this is now like well cool i'll get a flash card for a 3ds like if there's if i mm. legally can't purchase these things anymore maybe piracy is the only option further down the line let's see Mm. How about the Wii U? Did you pick up anything on I there? did not. I have not no? turned on my Wii U since I've lived in this house, so it's probably dead. My gamepad probably doesn't work. Cause I've heard that oh, that blinking gamepad, the the battery on that thing. I really regret not buying a, a battery upgrade. You know, yeah, when Nintendo too. were selling yeah. a, a larger battery that yeah. you could purchase officially. Because um, that thing, is every time you go to your Wii U, you're going to have to have that thing plugged in. Yeah, it's generally how I was uh, playing with it anyway, even at the end of the console's lifespan, <laughs> so it doesn't surprise me. I I did pick up a couple of things, because I still had a wish list on there, and while I deleted a lot of things that were on that wish list, I did pick up, I think, just two games. I picked up Street Fighter Two Turbo Revival, the GBA game, Yeah. Uh, to play on the Wii U, because I'm mad. And uh, <laughs> the other one was... Shockman, which is a platform game, not too dissimilar to Mega Man, actually. Yeah. For the PC Engine. Uh, it's incredibly hard, uh, which which really just put me off it. But, yeah, it looked cool, and I really wanted to try it, and I did. And it seems a good game, but if you've got the patience for it. <laughs> I will have a it's look. A bit, it's a bit cheap. In, in Not cheap in, I think it costs like five ninety nine something, but cheap in, in, in its design. I'll have a look. I'm sure it's on the that really nice gaming handheld I have that has a million ROMs on it, so I'll have a look. Oh yeah, Shockman for the PC Engine. There's also a and... Shockman 2, I can see, Tom. Oh, wasn't aware of that. But th- I think that's everything I picked up. I did um, think that after the fact, well, I realised that I hadn't downloaded the Xenoblade, Xenoblade, uh, Xenoblade Chronicles X uh, install packs. Yeah. So so you could download these so it would load faster. Yeah, um, I didn't do that and, either. And be and be a more pleasurable experience to play. Whether or not in any in, in the near future I'm actually gonna play Xenoblade Chronicles X, uh, you know I'm not a huge RPG fan. But I, I I thought, well it'd be nice to have the option. I have I have to admit, like I I'm I'm gonna imagine that Xenoblade Chronicles X gets ported at some point because that's a really ambitious game. It was beloved mm. by the people who played it. Mine mm. is still factory sealed, which is why I haven't opened it because I. I have actually play played the game a few couple of hours or so, and 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 came away from it being quite impressed. Yeah. Technically, I think. Um, Seems how, like a great what game. Was achieved. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but that's it. Yes, and now they're gone, and I'm not. Uh, I'm not thinking so much about things that I might have missed. I just uh, I've accepted they're gone. Fine. I I don't know if a few years back I would have been more distraught. <laughs> but yeah. nowadays it hasn't affected me personally in massive. I mean, way. I think this says where we are in terms of like how we view and play games, doesn't it? Like I think mm. at some point I would have probably been a lot more upset about this. I also ju- I also just know Nintendo's business practices at this point probably means that we're going to see a lot of this stuff, hopefully in the near future. Anyway, we'll see Pokemon on the Switch. For yeah, sure. exactly. Like the Nintendo first party games, yes, we will. Mm. I I admit, like some of those quirkier games, like um, Pocket Car Jockey and these kind of things, unless they they see the re-release of the Apple Arcade one on the Switch, we're probably not going to get. Like that's a shame. But I, I imagine, like, for me, 
I think I had most of the interesting, interesting indie stuff like uh, Mutant Muds and this kind of stuff anyway. Mm, yeah, good good stuff like that, yeah. like Yeah, so I, I think bar one or two, like there was a lot of level five stuff on there. That was really interesting that I kind of wish I would have picked up, but like none of it. That one, V, 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 V. Yeah, 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 V, 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 Yeah, yeah, I have that too. Like, but like, I have that as well. Yeah. I don't, I don't think a lot of like the weird level five pseudo RPG stuff will ever get released anywhere again, and it never got physical releases, so that's a shame. There's a lot of Atlas stuff on the 3DS as well, fortunately, bar. Uh, Persona Q2, I think I have most of it physically. Yeah, I thought that was on sale, I noticed. It was, the, it was uh, only like, Atlas. they were like three quid, which is nice of uh, Rising Star to do that, because no one else did. I paid like full fucking price for it, that Phoenix Wright game, which is why I regretted doing it. Yeah. It was like 300 kroner or something, so it was like 30 quid. It was like full retail, and I was just like, Ugh. that's why I stopped. Yeah. I was just like, the most of the games I would like for the 3DS are games other than this, other than the Phoenix Wright games, just never got physical re-releases. I was like, oh, there's probably going to be ways to get these in the yeah. future. When I actually switched my Wii U on just prior to week prior to the shop going down, I I found out. Uh, well, I've had this problem before with my uh, USB drive in the back of my Wii. Yeah. Um, it had become corrupt, and therefore I couldn't load any of the games that I had installed off that, oh, that and it would cause the switch to crash every time you turned it on. Right, yeah. so you had to force it shut down or just use the switch with not the switch, I mean the Wii U, Wii U. without the USB drive in the back. Right. So, so, so looking into this after the fact, I discovered that it's not a very reliable way to store games using the Wii U apparently, okay. because the slightest bit of corrupt data on on a USB drive can cause the whole thing to fail. And therefore, it becomes unusable, and you'll need to re-download everything again. Okay. So before I realised that the games that I purchased were going to be available for re-download even after the shop had shut, I was a sort of a, a mad rush to download everything that I used to have on that USB yeah. drive. This time round, what I did was I found my old an old hard drive used to use some PS4, reformatted it, and then used um, it's with a Y cable. No. Be- because this is a uh, because of the the way the Wii U works, you need to use you need to power the USB cable that connects the console to the um, hard drive. Oh, interesting. So there's there's two USB slots on the back of the uh, Wii U. So in order to use a traditional you know hard drive, mechanical hard drive on there, um, you would need a Y cable. You need to plug one of the USBs into the bottom, one into the top, and then the rest, the other bit into the, the, the hard, drive hard drive. So you Man. could actually get enough power to, to power, power the hard, the hard drive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'd read initially that could have been the problem why the USB drive wasn't working, but I came to the conclusion quickly after trying a Y cable with my USB stick that, um, yeah, that wasn't going to work and it had become corrupt. Shit. So uh, that was a bit of a palaver to re-download everything, and I'm glad I did it before we changed internet provider to something yeah. slower because it would have taken <laughs> I use... for, for yeah. years. Uh, so yeah, I just wanted to share that with people who are maybe have, have encountered the same issue and don't know what to do about it. You can use a hard drive, and I'd say hard drive, do it from the start. Try and avoid using USB sticks on it. Even though it worked for me for years, eventually it gave up. 
So, um, I mean, and uh, one day that shop, maybe you'll be down and you can't even re-download things. I, I don't mean, know. You can still re-download things on the 360, can't you, in the you, PS3? You so. can, but like this is also Nintendo we're talking about. I imagine that'll happen sooner rather than later with this console. Let's try and think. The, the, Wii, the Wii, yeah, the Wii, you can't re-download things. No, I don't think so. Can you? Can you from the uh, Wii shop? No, you... the Wii shop is completely just... I think it's gone completely, yeah. I, would, I yeah. think that's the case. So do that where you can, people. Uh, don't rely on USB sticks in the back of your Switch. Can to, you not uh, just like back them up to another thing? No, you can't access anything from that the drive you've got connected on any other device other than the uh, There must Wii be a U. way to do that by no, now, No, apparently not. Apparently not. I, I looked into it. You can't use a computer to, to, to see what's... The the um isn't recognised as being any data on the, on the drive when you're connected Weird. to any sort of computer. You can there is a, something you can download on the Wii U or something in the settings menu that will enable you to use the Wii U uh, to transfer stuff from one drive to another. Right. But only on the Wii U. You can't do it outside of the Wii U. I mean, I guess it makes sense. I guess that's probably like an anti-piracy measure on behalf of Nintendo to be like, hey, let's do this so people yeah, you can, can steal the stuff off a bit. Someone do it th- with a Switch, though. Yeah, I know. Well, it's because <laughs> Nintendo got better, obviously, at understanding, like, hey, maybe we should give people abilities to do this stuff easier. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, oh, well, that's So, so that's, uh, that's the death of the 3DS and Wii U eShops. R.I.P. So next, will Sony actually decide to close the Vita and the PS3 stores? No, I, I doubt it. Because <laughs> the backlash on that was... Uh... But Nintendo just done it. They did, yeah. But I mean... <laughs> it, 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 Nintendo has a, a history of these practices, don't they? Like, I, I'm mm. surprised that Sony actually backed down on that stuff, but I mean... I, I'm really surprised they did as well. and Yeah. Yeah. I was ready for it to go because he said it was going to go. I mean, I and he didn't. I bought all of that. Um, what you call it? All of those um, Persona games and stuff that I was afraid that I wouldn't be able to get in any other way. So hmm. that that was like maybe they saw right. Wow, we made a lot of money this time. Let's do it again and make some more money yeah, next time. Yeah, maybe maybe that's <laughs> the thing, Tom. Maybe that's the cynical reason behind it. Who knows? <laughs> Um, speaking of uh, Vita, we just touched on Vita. I actually bought two Vita games recently. Really? I almost bought a Vita game the other day, and then I was like, why mm-hmm. Why do I need a Vita game? What was that? Um, I almost bought... Oh, God. Uh, it's one of, like... It's an RPG. It's, it's one of the Puyo Puyo RPGs. Um, Puyo Puyo something Curry God. Right. Because I, I saw it. You bought that? Was that a digital game? Um, Sorcery Saga, Curse of the Great Curry God. No, I yeah. I saw it physically um, in a shop. And I was like, oh, I should buy that. That's really cheap. I remember that being quite an expensive game. And I was like, I think, A, I think I own a copy. B, yeah. who cares? I've never played the copy I own, even if I have it. So There you go. Well, I bought Michael Jackson for the Vita. The Michael Jackson Experience HD. Okay, great. Which is a nice little rhythm game that can be controlled completely with a touchscreen. Ooh, how is it? By, by making shapes for different uh, dance moves. Yeah. And it contains lots of classic Michael Jackson music. And it's a fun little thing to play on your Vita. 
Okay. It, it differs, obviously, from the Wii version or the Kinect version in the fact that you're not actually performing motions. Um, and you've got, like, it looks completely different, too, because in that, I think you have, like, a silhouette of Michael Jackson um, and the Wii versions and such. And it's very much like Just Dance. Whereas this, you've got, like, a proper 3D model of Michael Jackson dancing on the screen. Right. And then you just swipe uh, around him and make these little, uh, in time of the music. And, yeah, it's it's pretty fun. Turns out I should have bought that copy of Sorcery Saga Curse of the Curry God. Oh, it's selling for, like, 50 quid on eBay. It's only a, oh, it's sorry, only a fiver. It's fine. Again, uh, but I'm pretty sure Michael I've got Jackson, it. you could pick up. Um, I think for under twenty quid, it's still it's pretty pricey. So all Vita all games Vita nowadays. games are pricey though, because yeah. I think a the library isn't that big. But I think everyone who started investing in Vita games when they started going on sale has realised, oh, maybe I should buy all these because it's going to be a collector's <laughs> thing. As yeah, is the case th- with many handhelds. Yeah, I think it cost me about twenty quid. I also bought um, One Piece Burning Blood for the Vita yeah. as well. I didn't realise it was on the Vita. I didn't know it was on the Vita either. I now have it on the Xbox, PlayStation and the Vita. Wow. Great. <laughs> I'm me. I'm glad that I converted you to One Piece because And that's um that's a great little fighting game, actually. Uh the, the Vita version obviously everything looks very low resolution and quite a lot blurrier than it does on the it doesn't look bad. Yeah. But but when when you're fighting an enemy a distance, yeah, they, they do they do appear a lot uh, less clear than they do on on the big consoles, of course. I um, as as you would expect. It loads very fast, though. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so I picked up those two recently. Okay. I um, also picked up well, on, the, on the subject of One Piece. I picked up One Piece Odyssey for the PS5 because it's uh, gone down. Really? It's gone down to thirty-nine pound. I got it for. Oh, I should pick that game up because it's some places are still selling it for like sixty, fifty. So I got just just under forty quid. So I was quite happy with that. Yeah, I I need to buy that game. I I've been hanging from, from base on eBay, which I... are now known as Hit. Okay. On their website, yeah, they've changed. Have you familiar with Base? No. They sell video no. games. No, I don't know no. them. Yeah, sorry, Matt. It's, a, it's <laughs> okay. No, I, I will have a look. I, I, I wanna, I wanna buy that game so badly. I really yeah. wanna play it. Yeah. Like, I really wanna sit down with it soon and just uh, get stuck in there. I was actually playing Far Cry Five this morning. Really? I felt like shooting stuff. I didn't feel like uh, a turn-based RPG kind. Of, I wasn't in a turn-based RPG kind of mood. Okay. Uh, even if it was One Piece. Um, so I just wanted to shoot some stuff and 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 spent a good portion of time uh, shooting balls to har- to harvest their testicles. Okay, fair enough. Because uh, one own. of the missions was a chef in in one of the towns you liberate wants you to go off and get three different types of bull testicles for 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 a uh, fair, and then you go back to the fair after collecting the testicles, and uh, he, he he has some very hilarious dialogue about. Um, using different words for testicles and how he's going to chow down on them. Um, and then you get drunk and shoot balloons. Okay. Um, Great. It's, <laughs> it's kind of the immersive though, storytelling I love from a Far Cry game. I like Far Cry. It plays very well. I mean, I am bit sometimes get a bit pissed off that I have to sit through these forced cuts. Well, they're not forced cutscenes. I can skip them. But the cutscenes seem to sort of um, go on a bit. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes, and I just want to get back to um, playing the game. 
But uh, I was glad I picked that back up again today. Because one thing though I will say about that game I don't like is vehicles. You might have a mission where you have to deliver something by vehicle to somewhere else, and it's not like Forza Horizon. You can't just drive through the countryside. No. Because in this game, if if you manage to get stuck, you get stuck. Say I, I got the vehicle stuck between two rocks, and there was no way I was going to be able to complete the mission. Unless, so I blew up the the truck and. You know, went back to the last checkpoint. Okay. But there you go. Far Cry 5, that's Far Cry, a good game. Far Cry 5. I like it. I, it's a game I've I've been meaning to try, but like, I never really got into any of the Far Cry games. I like no, two, but like, I, yeah. four seemed nice well, it's, as it's well. It's an open world first yeah. person shooter with vehicles in. Yeah. I mean, it made me think a little of um, the, the kind of satisfaction I got from playing Cyberpunk, actually. Okay. In that it's an open world, it, there's shooting and there's vehicles. So the only thing, I don't think you could view the vehicle from the outside. You always have to play first person when driving vehicles, which can sometimes be difficult because you can't see what's around you. You can't see you've, you're going to get your truck smashed between two rocks. No. You can't see those if, rocks. If you're, if you're on a, if you know, if you're on a racetrack, and you are playing a racing game that like is built for you to be on a steering wheel and all this kind of stuff. First person driving makes sense. Otherwise, fuck that. I'd much prefer third yeah. person driving. Yeah, I, I would always on Cyberpunk play outside third person of the vehicle. Yeah, me too. It's how it's meant to be. Um, I played. I'll, I'll talk about it briefly. I'm. I received a code actually, Tom Parry, for Lunark, um, which is a new game being published by WayForward from a developer called Canary Games. Um, I've played about an hour of it, I think. I beat the first boss. Um, it's an old-school kind of rotoscoped um, game in the in the vein of uh, classic adventure games like Prince of Persia, Out of This World, mm. Slash Another World, and Flashback. Okay. Um, yeah. And what I've played of it so far, I've really enjoyed. Um, I'll talk more about it next week. That sounds interesting. What are you playing there, though? I'm playing it on the PS5, but it is available on pretty much everything. I think it's on Switch, PlayStation, Steam, uh, Xbox. And what I... was the name of that? Lunark. Lunark. Yeah, which you, you find out in the first minute or two of the game is the new name of the moon because people uh, have populated the moon. Yeah. That makes sense. Yep. Um, so that's from way forward, you say. Yeah? It, it's from a it's from a studio called Canary Games. It's their first game, and I I think oh, it's yes, published by Way Forward rather ah, than okay, them okay. being involved directly in development. I think it was a Kickstarter originally, from what I could see on the credits. But um, yeah, it is very much in that vein. It took me it took me a second to get used to how those games control again because mm. I was like, oh god, I hate like the 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 momentum-based running sometimes of these games and, like, how perfectly you have to hit buttons to do long jumps. But I got used to yep. it again pretty quickly. Um, it 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 feels, what I've played so far, more towards Flashback and Prince of Persia than I would say Another World, as much as I love Another World. Like, I've... That is to say, I've run into less bullshit in this game than okay, another yeah. world throws at you. Um, and no I, bull testicles either. No bull testicles. No, I haven't walked across a floor and a weird leech has flicked out a needle and instantly killed me. Um, plenty of uh, platform grabbing. Plenty of platform up. grabbing, no swinging so far. Um, 
but plenty of platform grabbing. I just got a shield um, that when I press L1, you can pull up, but you need to remain still, so obviously okay. like moving enemies and stuff will be an issue. I mean, that. this is also comparable perhaps to like Oddworld in terms of that kind of No, it's definitely or... more like leans towards flashback i would say more than okay, any others okay, but it, okay. it i can i can see the influence of the other I, i'm just thinking of characters who hang off leggings and you, pull themselves up in a no 2D, i mean yeah. you definitely you <laughs> definitely do the same thing as that but like it it's like a you, there's a it's there's an action like button in the same way there is mm, in prince of persia mm. when you want to run and when you want to long jump and all this kind of stuff you have to okay. hold a button to do it it's cool Lovely. like i said I, I beat a big boss it was a spider it wasn't particularly challenging. It was like <laughs> there were small ads spawning on platforms and you had to climb up and shoot the big area. Okay. Just like I said, it's more flashback, but I like it. I like flashback, so. Um, I just briefly mentioned I picked a Panorama Cotton from the PlayStation Store. I've been meaning to buy all the cotton games. It's, they all seem really expensive. It's on discount. Okay. Six ninety nine Panorama Cotton Ooh, on PlayStation Store at the minute. Well, That's half price, that. I think. Yeah, I was going to say, they're all about, they're all about um, 15 quid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a great game. I'd never played it before. Fucking love of course, Panorama it's like, Cotton. Like, I mean, Space Harrier, yeah. basically. Um, it's quite quite challenging, and it's it's that old thing like if you die before the beating the first boss, you, it gives you the option to continue. Yeah. Why use a continue on the first level? Because it's only going to take you back to the start of the level, so you might as well reset the game. Yeah. I just thought that was that was such an old idea that why would you use a continue rather than just start the game again oh that's because it's just super because you get no benefit yeah but but panorama cotton's a sega genesis game isn't it not like isn't it an older yeah it's a mega drive game yeah but like of course yeah it's because of its age but the logic in wasting a continue to restart when you could just restart and you you know yeah 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 uh yeah it's good It's, it's 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 fun and i imagine playing that on a mega drive must have been mind-blowing at the time because of the the visuals it is an incredible looking game Mm. i i love the cotton games they are hard Mm. but like they're very good i want i wanted to buy all of them as soon as i saw that they put them out i was like right now i'm going that came out of the blue didn't all those cotton games just reappearing i was just like oh my god and i was like oh but they're all like 15 quid shit i've got most of them on emulator do i really Mm. need to do i need to own them and then I also saw that they are—they have been putting out like physical versions of them as well. And I'm like, yeah. oh, should I own them physically? Do I? The Saturn games have been re-released, which was which were major yeah. surprise. I mean, ev- every cotton game is a, a surprise and a delight that someone is still putting those games out. I would have loved if they were put them out in a cotton collection, and I could have paid like mm. thirty quid for it. I think that would have been more justified yeah, than everything individually. individually. They certainly put a lot of effort into these ports, though. For example, Panorama Cotton has um, subtitles as well. Yeah, for the little bit of story at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, English subtitles. Man, I'm gonna buy that now before I forget because I yeah pan- yeah panorama. Do, do I'd, I'd say it's worth 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 it. Panorama Cotton out of all of them is the one I I like playing the most. Like the the side scrolling mm. ones are fine, but mm. Panorama Cotton is the best, hands down. Mm. Um, and I just picked up uh, Slice, Dice and Rice and One Strike, which are Bushido Blade type fighting games, um, which are on sale now on the on the PS4. I think One Strike was 49p. I've yet to play that one, but okay. uh, Slice, Dice and Rice was pretty pretty good, actually. Um, but yeah, very similar. If you like Bushido Blade, it's just like 2D, not 3D. 
Okay, sliced dice and rice. I haven't seen I hadn't seen this yeah. before. This looks cool. Uh, this is because I did research into what fighting games don't I own on PlayStation Four. <laughs> Okay, and uh, those two were two that I uh, hadn't picked up, so because they were both quite cheap. Are there any left on your to get list? Uh, for the there probably are ones that I don't know about. I didn't know about Phantom Breaker Onimer until recently, but I, I made sure I picked that up when that was on sale. So there's probably things that even with doing internet search, I, I've overlooked, but I'm fairly confident that I've got the majority of them now. Fair I'm not sure it was an April Fool's joke or not, but I think uh, King of Fighters... Oh, which one is it? The one that was on PS3 and Xbox 360. EX? Is it 13? King of Fighters 13, maybe. It looks like it's getting a PS4 Switch. Even Switch, which makes me think it could have been April Fool's joke okay. uh, release. Uh with rollback netcode, which some people are crazy about. I'm, uh... Yeah, they are. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, it, it. I understand why, if you're into competitive fighting games, but uh, I'm not quite on that level. No, that's fair. Of playing competitively. Uh, Wanted Dead. I haven't bought that yet. It's I just, still too expensive. I know. I keep and looking at it and going, should I? Shouldn't I? I'm when's like, that no. going to go like do it cheap? Because when it does, I'm snapping that up. Yeah, me too. I've, I've, I've literally, I've left open a browser window with the Metacritic score of that game to A, remind me that it's not supposed to be very good and to keep me from spending too much money on it, but B, to keep it front of mind every time we podcast until I can get my hands on Wanted Dead. Yeah, I I think we have to both play this and talk about it at some point. Yeah, I've seen... Have you? it's, It's still 45 quid on Amazon. Yeah, yeah, it's too much. I, I was in game uh, the other day, and it was fifty or fifty-five. If you, <laughs> if you, if you ever go into a game, Tom, and you see it slashed to budget prices of like fifteen quid, just grab me a copy, and I'll, okay. I'll pay you postage. Yeah. But like, yes, yeah, I will do. And yeah. like the thing, I think the even thing... if you if you see it in Denmark at that sort of price, and then. Alas, Tom one. Parry, there are no game shops in Denmark anymore, so I never see anything. Oh, you never anymore. see something like that. It's it's bright pink box gleaming. <sighs> it won't it won't jump off a shelf for me. It'll only be on like yeah. Pro Shop or something like that, and then yeah. they they're gonna sell it cheap. They'll probably get four copies. They'll probably eventually sell, and then I'll never see it. So, oh well, that's not the case. I saw a, a copy of Pac-Man World Repack in game the other day, and because I rarely go into game. I bought that you know weeks ago um, online and paid their stupid yeah. five pound delivery on it. Yeah. Because they seem to be the only place that will sell it physically now. Yeah. Um, so I kind of regretted doing that when I saw it up there for twenty eight quid. Uh, so it goes, like, mate. So it goes. Yeah. Anyway, good game though. I played a bit of that uh, as well recently. You know what that reminds me of in terms of platforming challenge? It's sort of like on the level of like Crash Bandicoot. Crash Bandicoot. Okay. In a sort of sort of very hardcore platform kind of way. I say hardcore; it's not like incredibly difficult, but you know, it, it, it involves precise precision platforming, platforming. precision platforming, uh, constant challenge, uh, ramps up somewhat as you play through the game. It's it's a good game. Okay, platform fans, if you haven't played that, it's a good one to get. Wow, 
We've done nearly an hour twenty, mate. We have. It's because we haven't podcasted in a while. As the you, the listener won't know this, we're actually we podcasted once like a month ago, and I haven't had time to edit this. So by the time you hear this, there's actually yeah. a month gone by between these podcasts. But to you, dear listener, it won't feel like that because this will have gone up on Easter Sunday. So I'm going to wish you a happy Easter Sunday. But generally speaking, there has been a month, which is why we've got so much to talk about. Expect a return. And to what form. about the 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 missing episode? The the miss the missing missing episode. I was actually think- one, the, the other one. I was actually thinking of dropping that at some point in the next week or so. Okay. I might have made a rookie mistake and deleted my half of the audio though. I'm pretty sure I edited it, but then I was cleaning up my desktop the other day. I was like, oh fuck! Actually, did I edit so this? So there, there may be a missing episode. Tom might have you never got to hear, and it's 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 evident because we it isn't there, is it? We jump from one it, number to yeah, another and number. also the annoying thing about it is I talk really emphatically about. Tunic for like half an hour and now I think Tunic is one of the best games of the last 10 years and then I talk about that conversation on podcasts like this and go like yeah Tunic's a really good game. Well you said it now. Yeah I if it if it if I still have the ability. That's that's episode 283 if you you follow if you follow what we do uh, that that is missing there is no episode 283 yeah that's because it never got Finished. It never got finished because, unfortunately, <laughs> I got sick and was really busy. Yeah, and then yeah, and then we just we haven't looked back, have we? We've no, just been, we just uh, kept going because I was like, well, it doesn't make sense because this is, this episode was old, and then I think we talked about more current stuff. So anyway, it's fine. Don't worry about it. You, if it if it exists, we'll do it. If not, maybe we'll do a kit bashed previously on Tom and Matt attack or something I where know. I I just talk about Tunic for half. Well, you've said it now. Yeah, we'll figure something out. We'll we'll fill that hole. It's fine. <laughs> right. Okay, Tom. Um, as always, mate, yeah. it's a pleasure. Uh, thank yes, you as well, pleasure, my my fellow friends and gamers, the listening audience, um, for being with us uh, as we talk about films and um, a lot of video game stuff. If you've liked this podcast, you can find us in a variety of places, such as on facebook.com forward slash Tom and Attack, on Twitter at TMAcast, a game boy for me at Tom Parry 11 for him. We are also on blastprocess.com. We are on tomamattack.com forward slash podcast. Uh, we are on iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify. Give us cheeky rating views, etc., etc. Look out if you are still on Twitter for me posting that picture of Tom's original Sonic character if I can find well, the post-it note. I'm pretty damn sure it's that. in a drawer upstairs. I, I know where it is in my head. I just hope I haven't moved it somewhere else. Um, and yeah, have a happy Easter. I hope you have lots of uh, chocolate and um, video gaming time, I guess, over this bank holiday weekend. What, what um, Easter kind of games could you play? You could play Billy Hatcher. You could play Billy Hatcher. You could play Yoshi's Island. You could. Some eggs in there. Um, oh, or any of the Yoshi games. Any fair. of the Yoshi games contain eggs, that's true. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I can't think of any more games with eggs, Tom. I'm sorry. My my brain, after an hour and 20 of us talking, is... Uh, Resident Evil 4. Has it got eggs in it? Yes, you can, you can pick up eggs and throw them. I can't remember that. Yeah. That's interesting, okay. Well, maybe I'll go buy Resident Evil 4 Remake and see if I can still throw eggs. I did see a chicken. Where there's chickens, there are eggs. Remember that. I will. That's a good rule for life. I hope you, listener, will remember that too. Okay, until next week, everybody, uh, be sure, as always, uh, to game on. Game on. Game on.